the old idea, you got to scramble a few eggs, break a few eggs to make an omelet. You know, just, you know, maybe this is all going to turn out to just be more, more, um, you know, beneficial for everybody. You know, I was struck during this, watching this video, like you, and I watched the whole thing. And I just, I really, you know, these trans kids kept saying that this is my reality. And they kept saying that, and they were really angry at people that didn't want them saying, well, that's not the reality. That's not the reality. Your reality is not the reality. And Jordan Peterson, these people say that. But you know what? If I just believed that, I would be totally 180 degrees opposite about what I believe. So, so here, like here's the title of a show we did, May 26th, right? Everything mm-hmm. we think and believe to be true is the only reality that matters for us. And I really believe that. I've seen that on the inner planes, that whatever my state of consciousness is, what I believe to be true is the way it is. That's my reality. And I know it seems weird, but that's the only reality that exists. It's the only one. It is. <laughs> it seems strange, but that we are spiritual beings and we are law unto ourselves. And Hannah gets to create whatever reality she wants. So does Patrick, and so do our listeners. Anything you want. And you don't have to mingle with somebody else's reality unless you want to. So I think these kids are on to a deep spiritual truth. They're saying, as much as I think it's weird, you know, and kind of like dysfunctional, and God, you know, operations and all, that's crazy land stuff. But I think they're on to... They really get that they get to do whatever they want <laughs> and uh, you know they can because they're souls and they're spiritual beings and they can just do that. Does that does that resonate with you what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean I'm I'm finding like questions inside of, of myself when I'm listening. Not that I disagree, but I think that because Oh, it's okay to disagree. Don't worry subject. about disagreeing if you do. No, that's good. Don't worry about it. I just want you to be you. I think, yeah. I think reality, like it's, it is very subjective for sure. Um, but to say that, you know, if we had an apple on the desk and I say, this is an apple and you say, no, that's, that's a banana. <laughs> um, then, then how do we know what an apple is? And so, you know, to, you could be like, no, in my reality, that, that's a banana. Like that's not an apple. Well then, if, if we lose sight of all of this, then there are no apples anymore. Like, I think, you know, there has to be labels and I'm not a huge label person, but there, there does have to be like, this is this, and this is that just for us as human beings to make sense of the world around us. And then I think our reality is kind of our experience inside of the world around us. And that is different. You know, your reality is going to be different than mine because that's based on so many things are make up, you know, the reality that we have. We are living in a time that I feel like we we've constructed really more separate realities from each other than I think used to be. Um, and that that probably sounds a little ambiguous, but I think you know, twenty or thirty years ago, we might have all been able to agree on, you know the state of the world. And now you could talk to someone depending on, you know, what side of the political fence they live on or what, you know, whatever their, I don't know, perspective may be. And it's very, very different. And I'm, I get a little concerned about that. Like I'm concerned about why there's a a, a gap, a, a bigger gap in people's individual realities. I do think, um, again, I think technology has also, perpetuated that. And I think an overemphasis on things being feeling driven um, have caused some problems. So I think years and years ago, right, nobody talked about feelings, you know, back in like the the, the 40s, you didn't bring your feelings to your parents and say, hey, like, I'm really upset. 
can you help like calm me down? Like you just did what, you know, and this is a stereotype, but people typically didn't talk as much about emotions and feelings. Now I think we're living in an era where people are talking about feelings and emotions all the time. And even though I think it's good that we're doing that, now those feelings and emotions are kind of superseding everything else. And then you have like what I think you're kind of touching on is free will, right? And we all have that too. Um, but, you know, there has to be logic and and some rational thoughts fostered into all of that. Otherwise, as you often see with teenagers and I see myself as a mother, people make crazy choices that aren't well thought through. Um, and so, you know, I'm looking for like, why don't we want to think through all of these things and why are our realities seeming to separate us um, as a country? Because I think it's, I think it's getting, and maybe, maybe you don't see it that way, but I think it's getting like everyone's on an island with their own idea of what reality is. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think a lot of this could be the basis of unconditional love because I mean, I don't see any way that it would be proper for me to not accept your reality for what it is. I mean, it's, that's just not my business. I don't care if, you know, if we were married or just friends or cousins or whatever. I don't think it's my place to, to ever tell you that your reality is not right, is not good, because it is your reality. I mean, it's just not my business to do that. But isn't that the basis of unconditional love? Is to accepting people for just the way they are, and maybe this whole trans thing is just a bunch of reactionary people reacting to this, this all this stuff that seems weird, and maybe it is weird. You know, to me, it seems weird, out of balance. But is it our job? You know, is is it our job to tell these people they can't do what what they're doing? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think then you have to, I think we need more context with that to answer that question, because I think when we're talking about, you know, let's say a 13-year-old child who's considering yeah, um, that's different. Know, yeah. changing their gender, now we're talking about someone whose brain, you know, scientifically their brain is not done developing. So are we going to allow someone to, you know, at that point in life to make a life-altering choice forever um, that we don't necessarily know the impact um, of, yeah. and I think, you know, as a parent, um, it's really tough for me to, to think that that's okay, because our job as parents is to guide our children through decision-making and problem solving, um, you know, until they're old enough to do it on their own. And, and, you know, then you, then you certainly hope for the, for the best, you know, After what I'm 18, saying? Right, yeah, yeah. You don't have control. Do, do you think it's the state and by the state, I mean, national state, uh, courts and all that. You think it's their job to jump in and 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 make rules as far as what you can do and what you can't do before you. There's a lot of states that are just banning this gender. They call it gender affirming care. Just banning it for people under eighteen. I don't. I don't know the states offhand, but they just said no. You can't do this. It's just. Do you think that's the state's um, place to do that? So I, I don't consider myself a super political person, and we've talked about that before, but I think that you have to, and this goes back to when I said, you know, we have to know what the value system is in our in our country, just like in a relationship with a person, it's important to know their values. So what, if, if we're saying that the states can or the state, the state can't, then we're representing some type of value, right? We're promoting something. I think that we should have the freedom certainly to decide what's best for our bodies. I don't think anyone should, should take that away from us. Um, but I think with some of these ideas that are new and, you know, gender affirming is certainly a newer idea. Um, you know, how we're getting from it just being a new idea to we're going to enforce this, you know, through the law that's, it's really tough 
for me to understand how we got there so quick, if that makes sense. Like I, I'm thinking like what hoops were jumped through because there, we need a minute, like we, we need a minute to really talk through this and, and process this before we're, you know, having people lose their jobs or being imprisoned over, over something that is a very, very much in my mind, new idea. Hmm. Um, so it does seem like everything's kind of on, on hyper speed. Uh, I think that you have to stand for something or you're, you, you'll fall for anything. I think that was a lyric to a very, very old country song. Yeah. Um, and so to me, it's kind of like, well, what do we stand for? You know, what what do we stand for here? And it, it does seem almost as if the the value system of the, I don't know if I should say the country or the people within the country seems to be changing. And so I think those are conversations we need to have. Yeah. Um, but it's scary to think that, you know, you could lose your job if you're not aware. Some people aren't even aware of gender affirming. Yeah. I mean, so let's be yeah. honest, like not everyone's tuning in and watching that stuff. So if if now we're going to be legally, you know, dealt with because we didn't know, then I think we have a bigger problem. Um, Patrick Timpone, along with Hannah Walliser, I, I like the way you said that, Walliser. I just want to remind you, if you all will, uh, we say you all in Texas, if you'd like to subscribe to our channel, just hit the little notification bell and you can be alerted for any shows. And you can also check out the products that we promote in our store. The links are right below on the video. Uh, purchasing products through our store is a great way to support us. So I just want to remind you of that. Do you know, I think that I think this whole COVID thing was a preemptive for it because we just kind of dove in really quickly, right? Boom, here it is. This is a virus and you got it and then you're going to catch it and uh, you got to wear a mask and you got to do this. And they went through this whole thing and it turned out all to be not true. Uh, it turned out the vaccines are totally dangerous because they're safe and effective. And now we know, in my opinion, and I think, I can I, I cannot be proven wrong here. It's just not possible because it's not there are no viruses. So we've been talking the entire thing with no real conversations about it. It just kind of happened in a couple of years. And look how the world has changed. Wow. Now we have the WHO coming out and telling us that we have to get a digital passport and be vaccinated, fully vaccinated to travel. I mean, that you talk about happening quickly. What was your term? I mean, whoa. I mean, how did that happen so quickly? How did it happen? Boom, just like that. So I think we just go to country and just, you know, have kids and, you know, have cows, you know, and just leave this all to the other people to worry about because <laughs> it's too hard to figure out. Well, I think they, I think <laughs> they need... Uh, you know, we need to really sit and, and problem solve the root of what the problem is here. Um, and, you know, on a larger scale, is that a reflection of of us as people that that things have gotten this far? Or is it because there are just, um, you know, powers that be that are, you know, have everything on hyperdrive and we've skipped a couple of steps and, and here we are. Um, I do think that you know, certainly the pandemic has changed people. Um, I think, again, I think technology has really changed people's um, complacency to some degree or their ability to think that they can make a difference or, you know, show up differently than their, their counterparts. Yeah. But certainly we're living in an era of time where you have to, you feel like you have to be careful what you say. What so then we can't resolve any problems or get to the bottom of anything if only one viewpoint is allowed to have the microphone. And so that I would love to see that change. And I'm a big proponent of, of open conversations from people from all sides and sharing perspectives, no matter what your reality is. We, we put a video on the front page of One Radio Network right underneath the video that you may be watching now by Dr. Samantha Bailey. It's brilliant, very well well done and well-researched and makes the case, and she makes a very good case, that uh, the whole hepatitis thing from day one has never been about a virus. They've never found a virus. They've never, they've never transferred a virus to somebody else. It's, 
and they got hep C, hep 4, hep, they got all these different kinds of viruses that they'll give you a vaccine for and give you drugs for. And it's not about that. It's about lifestyle, too much alcohol, anger, um, just a lot of exercise, food. And that's what it is. It's a lifestyle thing that's been proven. And even the deep, deep, deep papers in the, you know, the medical community, they know this and they write about it. But the whole medical community is still just putting forth an idea that people catch viruses and they get sick and you need a vaccine. I mean, this is my opinion, the big one, what we're dealing with now on this earth plane. There's, there's just not a lot of truth being, being told, you know, out there. Just, it's crazy. Yeah, and I think that documentary talks, you know, Matt several times brings up the idea of, of truth um you know and, and absolute truth and there being some type of of uh you know idea and standard of idea and i think um yeah I, I do think we need that you know we we if we have no structure and that's what i'm kind of talking about with values and ideals you know as a country then we're gonna go every which way and i don't think that that makes us necessarily a stronger uh you know group of people but what would you say um since you've been asking me so many (laughs) hot questions what is truth patrick the truth is what i think it is Mm. what i think it is and your truth is your truth um see i don't believe hannah in the idea that there is an ultimate reality that matt is looking for and what the truth is because i believe that reality changes when we look at it. Quantum physicists can argue this and can actually prove that this is the way it works, that we can't look at anything and not change it. You just can't. You just can't. I can remember back in 1986, I was in San Francisco and I just kept asking myself, how is it? You know, how is it? What? How is it? I just wanted to be able to look at how it was, and then I could figure out my relationship to it and what I wanted to do with it, and how I interact with it. You know, truth, what you might call truth, ultimate truth. And I think the only ultimate truth is God, is love, and um, we all get to do our own truth thing. I really, you know, I do. I've just not experienced it any other way. I mean, if you can give me an idea how to just look at what the truth is without me being involved in it, I'm in. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? If you could just show me a screen, okay, well, this is the truth, right? And then then you're separate. We're not separate from anything, you know? I think there's a quote and I can't remember who said it, but it said, we don't see things as they are. We see things as, as we are. As we are. Um, and I, I think that touches that on that idea too. And I, I understand that idea that we are, we all have our own perspectives that we're bringing into reality based on everything and anything that makes up who we are. And I don't disagree with that, but I think that there are like a tree is a tree. Like, I, I do think a tree is a tree. And so to me, like, to look at a tree and say it's not a tree, to me, looking at a tree yeah, is oh, like... Oh, I see what uh, you're saying. Yeah, but... Yeah. No, yeah, I, I agree. Trees are trees, but your relationship with the tree is different from mine, and you might see it differently, even different colors, different energy from it, uh, and uh, and write about it and make a movie about, you know, people do that all the time, and that's their painters, you know, Van Gogh, all these people... That was just their perspective, the way they see the world, you know, Monet. And that's what art is, right? They're expressing their truth. But, uh, and so you and I get to see their, their truth when we look at a painting, but we didn't look, we didn't get the same thing when they saw those flowers, you know, as Monet did. Yeah, but we can still appreciate it and oh, we can yeah, still yeah. understand and ask questions. And I think that's the more important part is, you know, whatever realities people are living in and the perspectives that they have, 
is the whys behind them and and what made you know what what led you to that conclusion to to be where you are and i think those are important conversations to have yeah this is from taylor two things that i have assisted me in my marriage are one happy wife equals happy life and more <laughs> i like that and more important I hear guys say that all the time, you know, happy wife, happy life. Uh, a healthy relationship stems from complete, uh, from completion and not competition. Huh. Men and women are different by design to hand or point. Communication and intent are foundational to successes in any relationship, but especially when dealing with equal opposites, similar to the sun and the moon, Men and women play with very different roles and each provides characteristics that are mutually exclusive while simultaneously manifesting the whole and thus completion. It's a beautiful thing when we get out of our own way and allow manifestation of what which has been so lovingly provided to us. Oh, that's nice. That is really nice. I like that. Being a hopeful romantic, I've always believed that if you could really find someone of the opposite sex. So I guess it's the same if that floats your boat, whatever, <laughs> you know, the opposite sex and um, just, you know, be able to just completely merge to incompletion rather than in competition all the time, all the time, all the time. Um, I think that could be very powerful kind of thing. And I, I just think that's what I want. That's what I've been holding out for, you know, because being hopeful, romantic, I just am. Yeah, I think that speaks to compatibility uh, to some degree. But I think even in relationships where we might find a partner we're compatible with, um, there's still work. You know, there's work. Oh, yeah. I didn't say it was going to be easy. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I know. I wasn't. I was just, um, you know, I'm a wordy person. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. I think it's an incredible amount of work. I think it takes so much work and focus and patience and unconditional love then nobody wants to do it. That's my point, you know. That's my point. Yeah, nobody wants to do it. Too much. No, it's too much. Yeah, because it's not convenient, and um, you know we're kind of living in an area of an era of comfort and convenience, yeah. and what's fast and what's easy and what gives right. me gratification right now versus you know things like joy, love, and success. You know, it, those are things we have to go through a lot of. Um, a lot, jump a lot of hurdles and, yeah. and work through to deal with failure. And uh, I think that's, you know, it's it's harder to find people like that um, now, you know, that are willing to put in the work to make something great. You think it's harder now than maybe long ago? Do we have any theories? Probably we saw me. Because there's just so much more stuff, more loose particles flying around, right? To think about, whether it be finances or government or, you know, m- medical stuff, you know, cultural stuff like this. Just a lot of little loose particles to, to work through and try to come to agreement, some kind of agreement on. Yeah, and there's so many distractions, um, I think, in the world we're living in now. You know, people are, are you know, like, well, if, if this isn't kind of working out right now, I'll just go find something else. And, <laughs> um, you know, that's, tough, but it happens a lot. You know, people are just like, oh, I'll just, I'll just start over. I'll just find something else. And, uh, so it's tougher, I think, to find a long-term life partner that's willing to, to, you know, put in the work. Yeah, I agree. Uh, from anonymous, they want to be anonymous. That's okay. Does Hannah think transgender makes more sense than calling the earth flat? Oh, come on. That's not fair. Okay. <laughs> They're always after me on the flat earth thing. But does does Hannah think transgender makes more sense than calling the earth flat? Well, that you can't comp- that's apples and oranges, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> well, um, I don't know how to answer that question. You can answer it any way you want. Um, does it make more sense? Um, <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, that that to me personally, 
just how Hannah feels. Again, those are you can't really compare those two things. They're they're very different. Um, I mean, we're talking about like the actual Earth, and it's you know <laughs> composition, geography or whatever, yeah. <laughs> versus um, you know an idea like a psychological idea related to to sex and gender. So, um, I don't know how to. I don't know if I have an answer. I'm going to say a, I, I don't. don't I don't have an answer either. So. <laughs> It was just somebody kind of giving me a little dig there. I felt that. it was okay. I I, I can handle it. Um, <laughs> I can handle it. I'm a big boy. Where was another one here? Oh, yeah. Okay, this is from Phil. Um, I heard you mention, oh, I guess, that you think all politics is performance art. Have you ever considered the idea that the entire world and everything in it is just performance art? Sure that this world is a dream, that we are not really here, that anything and anyone that pushes our buttons is nothing more than a projection from our own minds? Have you considered that the other person or the other they we think is out there doing something to us is not really out there, it's just a symbol of what is actually inside of our own mind that we don't want to acknowledge, so we project it on ourselves to and see the guilt and the blame is there so-called others? Well, that was a whole mouthful of stuff, but in general, yeah, I think it's all just a dream uh, to this uh, to Phil. I think it's all a dream, but I do know that Hannah is separate from me, even though we are one, and we're just playing out a dream now, and we're just out because we, we chose to do it. I don't think it's any more difficult to understand with that. And is she a projection of me? I don't know. That's way above my pay grade. But she is projecting who she is as a soul, right? The way she looks and the way she feels. And, um, but no, I, I, it's a dream. It's, it's totally a dream. There's just no doubt about it. Do you dream, Hannah? Do you remember your dreams? Um, not as much as I used to, but sometimes. Sometimes I do. Uh, it just, it depends. It depends uh, how much like stress I have in my life. That seems to impact whether I can remember my yeah. dreams or not. Do you worry about anything? Oh, I'm like a professional worrier. Are you really? I didn't know that. Good for you. <laughs> I mean, it's something like I, it's something that you. I, yeah. I shouldn't say that. That's all. No, I mean, I don't, I don't want it to stay like that. <laughs> But I do have a, I guess when I, when I say that and I do say it in jest, I just have a tendency to, to worry about things. Um, but I think some of that is just, you know, I, I am in charge of a lot of things. I have a lot of responsibility in my life, especially as a single parent. And so, you know, I have an overactive mind that likes to, you know, overthink and prepare for worst case scenarios. So there's certainly areas um, for me to grow in my own life. And, you know, I'm managing it. But I wouldn't say that I'm crippled by worry or anxiety. Um, I'm just aware that that I tend to do it. Sometimes I do chuckle at myself for doing it, too, because oh, I that's good. Like, yeah. oh. do you do you feel um, effects on your body, digestion, sleep, uh, whatever? Uh, through worry, do you do you see that that going on at all? Yeah, I would say for myself, I will hold a lot of uh, tension in my body, um, so I can. That's how I know I can feel it. Yeah, yeah. I think my I've really looked at it that my sleep thing is all just tension, and I don't worry. So you know, it's to, for me. I'm so sensitive. It's just tension of being in the physical body. You know, just anything. Um, I can say if I'm downloading something or trying to do a, a geeky thing on the computer, right? And if I just get out of my body for a minute and go, come on, I can feel that in my stomach. Just that little bit for five seconds of, come on. It's like I have to, I, I have to just kind of walk around here in gaga land so I can just sleep which is weird, you know? I mean, I don't know how I created this, but I did. Does that make sense to you? Really? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, tension's gonna affect digestion and a everything. whole slew of yeah, things. Yeah, everything. Yeah, so it, it's finding ways to, you know, work through that and manage, you know, how we get those 
things then out of our body. And I think, you know, releasing those negative emotions is a really key component to help. Oh, I don't think the negative emotions stay, Hannah. My experience is, because I, I deal with just the now, that when I do that, as soon as I'm out of it, then it's not there. I think the negative emotions, uh, my experience, Hannah, only stay when we stay with it. So we'll go back with it and say, oh, why, did I, you know, why didn't I say that? And then, so you, you, know, you keep it circulating in your mind, brain, body, and then that's when it really affects us. But um, that's why I think the work that I talk about with it only being now, it's pretty fun because if you really understand that, even if you're worrying for 10 minutes, you can just stop worrying and you're done until you go back and start worrying again. Maybe you should teach us how to do that because well, I, I think that I try to teach us. I know I'm on my shows, but nobody <laughs> listens to me. No, but I think you should hold a class here because I, you know, I think you're definitely talking about something that I, I'm not there yet, but I do, I do get those emotions out. Um, it, like I said, it's just that I can tend to hold on to things. And I think that, you know, I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but all of us have some or have had, you know, some type of, of trauma or negative experiences throughout our lifetime that, you know, tend to get stored in the body somewhere. Um, so if you're able to just get those out like that, like I want to learn how to do that. Because... Well, I can teach you. It's pretty easy, really. I can teach you how to do it. You know, it's, it's, all. it's just, it's, you know, it's, um, uh, I, one of my spiritual teachers early on said, you, you know, you, if you really want to learn some spiritual principles, you just find somebody that knows them and has experienced them and you just ask them how to do it. And if you're just if you're just open to it and learning and not fighting, you know, I'd say, well, you can learn real easy. And that's the whole key is just being, you know, just let go of every idea the way you think it is and and um, and just believe it and then try it and then see if it works for you. You know, it's it's so simple that uh, most folks don't. I shouldn't say nobody listens to me, but it's like. Um, I don't get the feedback when I talk one-on-one with people that I like. They don't, folks don't seem to really like you do. They'd say, well, why don't you teach me how to do that? See, most people don't do that. See, that's why I like you, because you said that. <laughs> you like me because I'm crazy. No, I like you because you're, you, you, you think critically and you're, um, you wouldn't even say, well, would you teach me how to do that? I mean, that's a big deal. Do you know how few people do that? 0.4%. I just made that up. People don't do that. They don't know. No. Most people just think they know the way it is, and I'm just going to do it this way, and I'm just going to find people that does it, does it the way I'm going to do it, and then, you know, then they end up living lives of quiet desperation like most souls do. And what's that's the name of that? That's that saying, right? Most people live lives of quiet desperation. Well, I think that there is, um, you know, it's important to say, like, I don't know how to do that. And there's, you know, like there are probably different temperaments of people that are like, please teach me. Yeah, if there's a better way, um, you know, I want to at least try it, you know, see if it works for me. Why not? Uh, not? Yeah, why not? (laughs) I mean, why? I think that's the reason... uh, and why we're here is to learn all this stuff. I think it's just, um, I just think it's the only reason we're here. I mean, why else are we here? Could it be just to have as much sex as we can, have as much pizza, uh, beer, and then die? I mean, there's got to be more to it than that. Come on, there's got to be. Patrick, some people, that's their reality, okay? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so you know, might, might want to not look on online dating for that because you probably won't. I still think it's so fun. The first one time when you told me that, we're talking about online dating, and I just think it's so beautiful the way you said it. You said, it's just a terrible idea, Patrick. (laughs) It's just a terrible idea. (laughs) It's definitely caused, I think it's caused a lot of problems in our world, like so many other things. Oh, God, I can just imagine what's going on out there. My goodness. Um, <clears throat> see if how many more emails we have here. See, people actually see just you being on here. They're paying attention more. See, it's a good thing. 
They're paying attention more. I see on your front page you talked about self-love. This is from Nathaniel. I really have a problem. I don't like myself very much, but I want to change. Thanks for the show. So see, they actually somebody read the show notes and then emailed. See, that's probably a first. I don't think people never do that. Nobody reads. Okay, you want to talk about self-love before we go? Boy, that's a big one, isn't it? Just loving ourselves deliciously. What's your thoughts on that one, Miss Anna? Well, I want to tell Nathaniel that um, you're not alone. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. And I myself struggled for a really, really long time with that. And it's kind of been my quest um, for the last several years of my life to develop um, a deeper relationship with myself and to hold myself in, in high regard. And I think that's what self-love is. It's, it's, it's not being self-centered. Um, so I want to just kind of touch on that. Cause I think we're, we're living in a pretty self-serving self-centered kind of time. Um, but it really is regarding yourself first and how do I take care of me, um, so that I can show up as, as who I am and the best version of myself. Um, and it's caring for our well-being of who we are and, uh, being able to nurture that in ourselves, I think is one of the biggest things that has changed me as a human being. And it, it was like, the smallest little things over time that led me to where I am now. Um, but it's allowed me to show up in the most authentic way in relationships today. And I'm super thankful for it. And it's like, now it's fun for me to think about if the decisions and choices I'm making in my life align with me holding myself in regard and, and loving myself. What would you say, Patrick? I'm curious, like what your oh, self love. you really, really well done. Um, I've only really got good at it in the last couple of years of, and it, it happened on the inner, and I I found myself um, talking with my spiritual teacher, uh, and, and his words and his feelings, and, and a lot of it happens um, telepathically, you know, but it's always soft and gentle, kind you know never telling me that I'm a bad person or that was wrong you know this whole idea of sin don't get me started on sin boy I think that's a real juggernaut so do that working with my teacher and, and working I've learned to talk to myself really nicely you know really sweetly like okay Patrick what's going on what do you want to do here, you know? <laughs> Is it okay? I mean, that's the way I do it. Uh, I just have to love myself to such an extent. And just like you would talk to a child or a golden retriever, you know? that To me, that's the only way you're going to get through to a child, right? Is to talk to them like that. Any other way, what are they going to say? Oh, Mom, you don't know what you're talking about. Come on. <laughs> so that's how I do the self-love thing. I just, uh, even when I do silly things, I say things that I, oh man, I can't believe, you know, or just do something or make uh, dumb decisions. I'm, I'm just able to just say, I don't, I never give myself a hard time anymore. Just don't do it. I just don't do it. It's so damaging to the body, to the mind and soul, just to, you know, say that's not good. You shouldn't have done that. No real teacher ever says that, you know. They just point, oh, to try that. No, try that. That'll be better. Rather than, you shouldn't have done that. Nobody does that, you know, unless they're trying to control you, you know. Yeah, I think you're bringing up a really beautiful point, which is our self-talk. And, you know, what built the foundation for our self-talk a lot of times is influenced by, you know, the environment we grew up in and the people who have impacted and shaped our lives. And so sometimes it's not even our voice talking to us negatively. It's those voices, you know, that have right. kind of chanted we're this repeating. real. Yeah, we repeat, yeah, we repeat it. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm. uh, you know, like that thought of being your own best friend and what would you tell, you know, your most dear friend if they came to you and said, oh, my gosh, like I screwed up. I did this. I did that. And, you know, ideally you would be like, I love you anyway. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, we'll, we'll work through it. We'll get to the next thing. But we often come down so hard on ourselves and we crucify ourselves. And like you said, that has a an impact on our on our health um, for sure. So. 
Yeah, it's a it, self-talk is a, is a really big component of that and affirming our, and validating ourselves as well. And really loving it because I, um, I used to be much more preachy when I was on the air. I didn't like the sound of it. You know, I was trying to convince people stuff or be preachy. And I just, every time I, I felt like that, I just didn't like it, you know. So it, it really helped me even doing the show of not thinking I know what I'm talking about, you know, and just putting out ideas rather than, well, no, this is the way it is, you know. No, 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 this is the way it is. Uh, I have um, have a golden doodle here lying near near me. Hi, doodle, you want to come? And she's so sweet. And I talk to her all the time in just the sweetest words ever. You know, I'm always telling her she's a good girl. I'm always telling her how beautiful she is. I'm always telling her, that, oh, that's good. You're a good girl. Just always, for 10 years. And she is the sweetest dog ever, this side of the Mahangahela River. I take her to the farmer's market, and she walks up to everybody. I'm going to start crying here. She walks up to everybody and looks at them and says, pet me. And they just pet her, and she'll just stay there until they're done. And then she goes to the next person. <laughs> it's like, that and is so precious. I know, and just because I've been sweet to her, you know, just because. So what does that tell us about the human condition and what, how much, how powerful we could be in other people's lives just by being nice, just by being sweet to them, right? Wow. By loving each other and, uh, you know, that unconditional love, we come right back to that, you know, it's just to, to love on people and to be love in people's lives. And I think that changes people coming down hard on people, telling them how they're failing. Well, it, it, you know, not good. Not good. <laughs> we don't get very far. <laughs> Did you have issues with that with your young ones growing up early on? As far as as far as maybe uh, others telling them that they weren't doing the right thing and all that. Yeah, you mean as far as raising children, I think that these are really important conversations again like raising kids is like an ongoing conversation as they grow um that's just kind of part of child development is to to have conversations about and know how they how they are viewing themselves and their perspectives and the things that they're saying um and to kind of guide their own talk and, and you know um it's like everything yeah. like you have to deal with everything and it's not about perfection in all of that but it is about, you know, setting them up for a framework that will allow them to be the best version of themselves. And we do the best we can, right? Because we're none of us are perfect and complete. But yeah, like noticing your kids self-talk or how they're handling, you know, what we might consider failures in life um, mm -hmm. and kind of guiding them through that, really important. You know, I've got emails from guys over the years and one of the things they, 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 they they would like to have their girlfriend or wife want to spend more time with them, you know, and, but somehow they don't. And so to the guys, all you have to do is just be sweet as you can to this woman in your life and just, just don't give her a hard time ever. And doodle, every place I go, this, she just follows me. She just does. You know, I'm up here, I'll go downstairs and she follows me and she sleeps on the next side of the bed because she just likes being around me because I love her. It's no more complicated than that, you know. When you really love somebody, they want to be with you, don't they? I mean, don't they? Yeah, and I, I love the way you're saying this and, you know, tell tell all of everybody out there. <laughs> yeah, because when we are loving and, and kind, you know, um, and we're building people up, of course, the natural byproduct of that is going to be, you know, a stronger relationship and, and probably more quality time spent if that's, you know, if you're within each other's geographical location. Um, yeah, you want to be around people that that make you feel good. Nobody wants to be around someone that makes them feel like crap, you know, like <laughs> nobody nobody's signing up for that. Like, where are those people that are like, I want someone that makes me feel bad about myself every day. I love that. Like, who is, please write into the show if you're one of those people. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. <clears throat> well, 
One of the reasons why I'd like to live for a long time, this lifetime, Hannah, is so, because it's so curious out there in the world, it's going to be fun to see what's going on 20 years from now or 30 years from now. Don't you think, or do you think 40 years from now? I mean, whoa, what's going to be going on? I mean, Yeah, what's next? I, I always I know it's coming next. I mean, I, it's like a roller coaster ride. <laughs> so, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to do? Like, what do you do? You think about oh, ten years from now for Hannah, where you'd want to be or do? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have a couple books inside of me that I'd like to write for sure. Um, I'd love to be holding retreats with people, oh. um, very much tailored to to self healing and self love. Um, so those are things that I aspire to do for sure. You could do your own podcast too. I mean, everybody else has got one. You could have your own. I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. I would love that. I think you should. No. I think it would be fun uh, to to work with people, you know, on, on the events like weekends and stuff, you know, on a stage and, and talk to in their mind. I would really like to do that because I'm really a ham. So I'm really, I, I just like the energy. I used to do things like I would host things, you know, when I did talk shows and host concerts and introduce bands and, you know, stuff like that. And man, that was like, you talk about a high. That was like, I could see where performers really like to do that, you know, because I guess all the energy from the audience and just is like, so you should, you do, should do, that. You do TED Talks and you should go around and, and give and do speaking engagements on all these things. I think you should do it. Well, you could be my manager and set me up. For your, uh... Careful what you ask for. <laughs> be careful what you ask for. <laughs> well, my dear, this has been fun. You're going to have lunch now or what's going on for yes. you today? Yeah, I'm definitely going to eat. Um, and then I think I'm going to get outside for a little bit. I need some outdoor time. So how was your experience with this this morning? Did you have fun? I had so much fun. I did. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll see how it goes. And if we want to do try it again, I mean, I think we should try it again next Friday. You in? Yeah, oh, I'm in. See? <laughs> what did you say the other day I really liked? Was that, how did you put it? Um, I'm on, what's your term? I asked you if you wanted to do something and you said. I don't remember. Um, yeah, these, I, but I do remember you saying something about the way I said it. So I'll have to go back into yeah, the archives. I, I'm into yeah. that. I'm all over that. Or I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm, is that what I said? No, it was a different thing. What is great. I just liked it because, you know, <laughs> when you just hang out with Patrick and Doodle, you just get, don't get these different words. And it's kind of fun, you know. <laughs> It is. It's, it's very fun. It's kind of fun. Um, do you um, can folks reach you if they want to reach you in some way? Is there a way to do that? Yeah, I think that you have my website on the uh, on your page there. I oh, think we do. I, right. Yeah, so feel free to reach out to me and and uh, talk about any kind of coaching stuff or anything else. So just email me. And where is that on the front page? I think that you had a link there, maybe. Well, if not, we'll put it in the show page here. And what's the name? Of, what's your website? Um, it's Change, and then my name. Change Hannah. Change Hannah Walliser. Change Hannah Walliser. Dot com. Dot com. That's a good one. So you do coaching mm -hmm. stuff like that with people. Yep. yep. That is. I. That is a joy. I love. Uh, doing that. So I love when people reach out and I can coach them and get to know them and, you know, help them walk through uh, things in, in their life and just kind of partner with them on what their vision is for their oh, own that's life. Cool. Yeah. I've done a yeah. few of those myself. So we have a little thing and I've done a few and they're fun. And especially when people, you know, they really get something out of it. They say, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I think I'll try that. That's really fun. You know, and that's really fun. All right, my dear, have a happy day there, uh, Miss Wallizer in, in um, Lancaster County. Yes, you too, Patrick. Enjoy your weekend. 
You too. We'll see you soon. Okay. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. Hannah Walsizer, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, it was nice to have a little company here, right? She's great. All right. Cool. Good stuff. Well, uh, thanks, Hannah. Thank you for being on. What are we going to do now? Well, we have... um, three good guests for you next week. And we normally have a a three to five guest and also, um, then I'll come on maybe one, you know, a couple of times and we'll, we'll we'll just see if we add to this team. But, uh, Tom Cowan is going to be here on Monday. Um, Tom Cowan Monday. Then we have, um, uh, Randy Weissong, really interesting fellow when he talks about all this reality stuff and we're going to talk about some of the lost history and then also Anthony Chafee uh, who is a uh, carnivore kind of doc. And, Hi Doodle, come over here babe. Did you have fun show Doodle? And um, so that'll be next week. Thanks for your ongoing support. We appreciate it. Um, do the whole thing on uh, the website or, or the video here is remind you that you can do this is uh, subscribe to our channel. Please do that and hit the notification bell to be alerted when every time we have a new show up on BitChute and then maybe uh, explore the products that we have on and it's underneath the show and all the description box and you can purchase products from our store and also from OneRadioNetwork.com and everything goes right through the website unless you're ordering a sauna. Just email me. Other than that, you go right through the website, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. So I love you all very much. Thank you. Good job. See you on Monday. Have a happy weekend. Thanks to Hannah for being here, Wallizer. And we will see you Monday at 10 o'clock. Okay? Thank you. May the blessings be. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.